Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 299. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. And who else we got? I'm here tonight. It's Joe. Mojo, Joe, Joe in the house. What's going on? How you guys doing? Really good. Really good. I got something for you, Joe. What's that? Uh, you're too kind. It's, uh, I know, right? I've missed being in here with you guys. It's been a, a really busy couple of weeks at work and uh, have not been able to make it. Jessica says, whoop, whoop. Hey, Joe. Hey, Jess. What's going on? What's going on out there? How's everybody doing? Welcome, everybody, on Mixler tonight. Robert Herman, Jessica Calhoun. On this Cinco de Mayo. Where is your husband to- on Stinky de Mayo? Spend it here with us on God Stories Radio instead of at uh, Margaritaville. Good to have everybody here. Yeah, I noticed they were setting up down the street here Oh yeah. today. Oh, yeah. Putting out the tents. It's a big deal. We had tacos tonight, so we celebrated. Babe, how are you doing over there? What are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just jotting down a few notes. Jotting down a few notes. Have we said something noteworthy? No. Oh. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Jess says, we are good out delivering Uber Eats. Is oh, that right? How about great. that? You do that as a couple, Jess, or what do you do? That's pretty awesome. No, she's she's playing with kinetic sand. So oh. Jay's out doing it. Jay is out doing the Uber Eats. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> He's got to block off some time to be on the show. I miss that guy. I think that sounds like fun playing with kinetic sand. It's very, very soothing. Yeah, I could do some of that right now. Wow. It's one of my favorite presents to buy the boys because it's like 10% for them, 90% for me. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't all toys that we buy our kids that way? There's some that can go, but the (laughs) kinetic sand, there's something very therapeutic about it. I don't have that problem anymore, so I say problem, but you know what I mean. In in need of therapy? (laughs) No, buying toys. Oh, that problem. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say. Toys are expensive. Yes, they are. Oh, my gosh. Well, Joe, what have you been up to? I know you've been traveling a bunch. It's good to have you back in the studio. Yeah, you know, the travel's been picking up. It's uh, it's a good thing, and uh, I'm not going to say a bad thing. I'm I'm sure happy to have the work and be back on the road and start seeing some some normalcy. I, I got to say that I was in the air the day that the mask mandate was lifted on planes. So that was a wow, a liberating experience to be able to fly home. And there's something to tell your kids. That's right. When they get older, take that, uh, take that mask off and, and breathe that air again on that plane. It was, uh, it was weird. It was like, uh, it, it almost feels like you're up past your bedtime and your parents haven't noticed yet. So oh, like you're, nice. You're sitting there on the plane just waiting to get yelled at. And and it never happened. And it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you guys want to talk about some Bible challenge? Let's do it. We right. weren't quite sure. Uh, I don't see Jazz on tonight. Maybe she's on. She'd correct us. She'd tell us. She'd keep up with the <laughs> with the chapters. I know. Um, So for those of you who have been following along with us, we are supposed to be going through chapter 12 through chapter 15 of Genesis today. So we can do the best that we can 
one click to the right there, Joe, if you don't mind. All right. So Genesis chapter Live 12. Radio. There we go. That's right. We can edit that out in post or not. Yeah, and the title of this particular chapter, chapter 12, is called The Call of Abraham, or excuse me, The Call of Abram, because he hadn't been renamed to Abraham yet. And it's an interesting chapter, um, not terribly long, but it's uh, where he basically has been told by the Lord to basically pick up his stuff and go. (laughs) And he does. And he does, yeah. Pick up your mat and go. And then the Lord promises that he's going to give him lands to him and his ancestors and that he's going to have many ancestors, et cetera, many descendants. And this is the chapter where Abram eventually ends up in Egypt, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he tells his wife, uh, since you're so beautiful, you know, make sure you, you tell the, uh, Egyptians that you're my sister and right, not my he, wife. He feared that he would be killed. He correct? would be killed and they would take her. So Pharaoh was really good to Abram because of his wife. Yeah, you know, the part that puzzles me with that whole story is that it talks about how Pharaoh reacted and he's like, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Like, I'm just wondering how he found out. (laughs) I mean, I know he was going through the plagues and stuff, but still. I thought that as well, you know, that maybe the Lord showed it to him. Yeah. I don't know, in, in a dream or something. Right, and it doesn't say in this chapter specifically that Pharaoh takes her as his wife until the very end when Pharaoh specifically calls it out and and says, how could you let me take her as my wife? Right, and we don't know exactly what that means. Did it just mean that he called her his wife? You know, because those guys used to have like harems of women, didn't they? Just kind of well, yeah, it wasn't for uncommon them. for him to have more than one wife that I'm aware of. So it's it's just, it leaves a lot up for questions. <laughs> so many questions. And as I was reading this, I was thinking, well, if, if the fear of the brutality of them knowing that they were married in the beginning was authentic, how did they not kill him afterwards for the deception? Exactly. I think- because if you were Pharaoh, you'd be torqued. I think it's because of all the plagues that God put on him. Mm. and so Oh, he, he was, was beat down. So he was probably scared to do anything to him because he knew that there was a problem. Because he did say, you know, Lord Abram, what have you there. done to me? That's right. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Hmm. So a lot of questions in this particular a one. A lot of questions. Yeah. Um, And then I also kind of wondered because, you know, he gave him all this cattle and all these gifts, right? Uh, Because of Sarai, because he thought she was his sister. And then he sent him away with all that stuff. Like he didn't take it back. He's like, nope, go with I don't want no part of you and the stuff. (laughs) Just take it all and go. Take your stuff and go. Don't let the door hit (laughs) you. So I just was wondering if that's how. Abram got rich was because he had gotten all this stuff from Pharaoh. Well, that, that's what I'm led to believe here is, is that Pharaoh showed him favor because of his sister that was air quoted there mm-hmm. and then gave him all of these things. And, and as we look ahead into chapter 13, it, it says very clearly, right, that as he as he departs, he's rich with livestock and silver and gold. Uh, I, I think it's a logical conclusion that that was all from Pharaoh. Yeah. 
so interesting. I mean, very interesting because it it's not stuff that I've really ever pondered on before or really thought about. And that's been something that's been great about this Bible study is just diving a little a little bit deeper, taking a little bit more time instead of just kind of reading you know, because you read, you absorb, and you move on, but really, like, kind of like thinking about it, and and kind of asking the questions. Well, well, why is that? Well, then he meets up with Lot, who's got a lot. <laughs> Where were oh, you? Thank you. <laughs> and um, they had so much together that they couldn't even live together. Yeah. Yeah. The land couldn't support both of them. No. Right. It was in chapter 13 that the the herdsmen of both of them, correct, kept quarreling over the over the yeah. land. Even though the Lord had given them plenty, they couldn't coexist. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, and I was thinking, too, about all these servants that they had, right? Because these herdsmen are, I would assume, are servants of Abram. And it made me go back to the chapter with Noah and how Noah had cursed Ham, Ham's son, Canaan, to be servant, a servant, and uh, that he would always serve the other two brothers. And I was just wondering if his, it's the same for his lineage as well. Hmm. Good question. Real good question. You know, you, you just start to wonder as you start putting the pieces together. Yeah, Canaan really got chastised for that. Yeah. I mean, just for walking in. It wasn't like he planned it, at least that we know of. Well, we just don't know. Like, there's a we lot. We don't know. There's a lot that's unsaid, so we have no idea what happened. I just think it was curious that Abram or excuse me, that Noah chose to curse Ham's son rather than Ham. He cursed his son, which, you know, is kind of like, okay. Well, I guess you're going to, if you're going to do damage to somebody, go for the kids. That's for sure. Wow. I don't know. That, that does seem a little extreme. But yeah, getting back to um, Abram and it, here in Genesis 13, so they're at the point where the land can't support them, that they have to make a split so that the herdsmen stop quarreling and they can just kind of live in peace. And so Abram has told Lot, well, you choose, you know, whatever you choose will be yours and I'll take. I'll take whatever's left. So if you take to the right, I'll go to the left, etc. And so they did. And the land that Lot chose kind of put him right next to Sodom and kind of a problematic area. And he based that decision on the water. You know, he could see the water. Yeah, which makes sense. That's probably what you would look at if you were trying to take care of all these animals and stuff. Sure. Like what is the closest source of water yep. to take care of them? So anyway, so Lot chose the land near Sodom, and then Abram moved his camp to Hebron. 
and settled there. So that's interesting. And then that leads us into chapter 14. Where Abram has to rescue Lot. So war had broken out in the region. And... I know, I think Lot and his entire family was taken captive. Yeah, his his family was taken captive. And when uh, Abram heard this, he assembled his, uh, I think it specifically calls out his 318 trained men born in his household. Mm-hmm. And they went in pursuit. That's a very specific number, isn't it? It is. <laughs> And the Bible does that, especially with ages and children, the number of children and things like that. Very specific. And he, he was able to, I always I found it interesting too as I read this, he brought back all the goods and also his relative lot and his goods, as well as the women and the other people. But I found it interesting they led with the goods. <laughs> <laughs> The goods. The goods are good. They brought back the goods. The oh, booty, and also Lot. And Lot's goods. Oh, and the women and children. <laughs> yep, got them too. But the goods were gotten. <laughs> the goods were gotten. Oh. Yep. So, I mean, kind of like the best possible outcome from that scenario. Um, And then we kind of move into how Melchizedek blesses Abram. And then if you guys know anything about me, I am always kind of perk up when I hear the name Melchizedek because Melchizedek is the great high priest. And um, if I remember correctly, later on in the Bible, he, he never dies. Like he just kind of disappears like Enoch. Um, and he's just sort of a mystery. And he's mentioned later in the Bible as well. But he must have been somebody more important than Abram because Abram gave a tenth of all the goods um, to Melchizedek to order uh, to honor him. So it says here. And it's funny, though, he's not talked about more earlier on. Yeah. Um, Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High. So not only is he a priest of God Most High, but he is the king of Salem. Where have you seen that before? I feel like there's a direct correlation to Jesus. Um, And a, let's see. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Now, what do we do when we tithe? What do we give? 10%. Yep, we give a tenth to the Lord. That's the same thing that Abram did, gave a tenth. And um, this story is mentioned by Jesus directly when in the New Testament, 
when he's talking to like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, you know, they keep bringing up, oh, they're, they're descended from, from Abram, they're descendants of Abraham. And, and he's like, yeah, but you don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. And, uh, he talks about specifically this chapter where Abraham or Abram gives the 10% to Melchizedek, which meant Melchizedek deserved the honor. He was greater than Abram. So it's interesting uh, because he uses that as an analogy to kind of let them know that he also is there, Jesus is there and is greater than Noah and Abram and all these ancestors that they keep bringing up, you know, Moses. Um, and he's there in their midst and they don't even recognize who he is. So I feel like he gave us some clues um, when you cross-reference that. It's funny that I thought that too, you know, Jesus in human form. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that um, the Holy Spirit is like a high priest, is like a priest as well, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we always, when I grew up Catholic, we always used to pray to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, God, okay, God is the Father, right? And Jesus is the Son, And then we don't know that much about the Holy Spirit, but there's so many clues in the Bible about the Spirit and how the Spirit's been there since the beginning of creation, you know, before the beginning of creation, because the Spirit of the Lord, I think, was upon the waters when the waters were created. There's a verse going back to like Genesis, early in Genesis, that talks about the spirit and it's like there's all these like little clues that are dropped here and there for us and we don't really get a chance to pick up on it there's probably billions of those little spiritual nuggets yeah anyway like i said i always kind of perk up whenever i hear the name melchizedek i get excited um So let's see. And then Abram was talking to the king of Sodom and he refused to take anything from the king of Sodom because he didn't want him. He didn't want that king to, you know, proclaim to anybody that he made Abram rich or anything like that. So. So he will only accept what his young warriors have already eaten and that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies. And that brings us into 15, the Lord's covenant promise to Abram. And this is where Abram was questioning the Lord because he had no, uh, no heirs. Yeah. He had all, he had so much, but he had no heirs to, to leave it to. 
Yeah. And he's thinking that he's going to have to give everything that he has to his servant, you know? Um, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in his household, will inherit all of my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own. But what had what had God just told him a couple chapters back? Didn't he tell him he was giving him all that land and that um, his his descendants would like continue to inhabit it and own it? I think that's actually in this chapter. Or did he mention that already before? Let me take a look. I'll look at that while you move on. Yeah, because I, I know that uh, as he questions, the, the Lord tells him, go outside and count the stars in the sky. And for the many that you can count, that will be the amount of offspring that, that you will be blessed with. It will be that numerous. And it says here that Abram believed the Lord and credited it to him as righteousness. Yeah, um, going back to chapter 12, it, it sort of alludes to it, but it doesn't really spell it out. So um, it says, the Lord has said, Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So that last sentence, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. It's sort of like a hint, but it's not really coming out and saying it. That you're going to have like all these descendants. And so here in, in 15... Abram is questioning the Lord about his his offspring and his his family, and the Lord tells him that it it will be plentiful and gives him a very specific offering to bring a a three year old cow, a three year old female goat, a three year old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And Abram does as he's told, but it says that uh, as you go on, that he he was a deep sleep came over him and suddenly a great terror and darkness descended on him. And then in chapter or verse 13, it looks like that's where the Lord really clarifies what he was alluding to in chapter 12. And it, it, and it looks like he cut everything in half and arranged it, but he didn't, he didn't mess with the birds. I don't know. I'm trying to read into that and figure that out. Did that anger the Lord or the birds came, the birds of prey came and tried to, to eat the offering? I think it's both. I think there were turtle doves, as Joe had said, as part of the offering. And then vultures kind of tried to come in um, and Abram chased them away. It says here, some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. Okay, so there, I there, misread that. So, that, so the, the Lord was pleased with what he did. I think so. Because in verse 13, then the Lord said to Abram, know this for certain, your offspring will be resident aliens for 400 years in a land that does not belong to them and will be enslaved and oppressed. Doesn't sound promising right at this moment. No. However, I will judge the nation they serve 
and afterward they will go out with many possessions. But you will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, they will return here for the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. It's so, there again, same thing, like so many questions, because you wonder why did this deep sleep Yeah, this is a him? heavy chapter, man. I'll and, tell you, I'm going to have to get the study Bible out on and this And then one. why was he so terrified? Yeah. You know, like, why did he have, like, bad dreams and stuff? I wonder if the, the vultures were perceived as an omen. Oh, wow, maybe. Ah. That's a good, uh, good comment. Yeah. Too. And then here's what the Lord comes and says, and the, the powerful words, know this for certain. I'm reading from the CSB Bible. I, I think there's probably a slightly different translation in, in yours. But here he is just leaving no doubts at this point. Although he leaves no doubt that, and I think it's, as I read these things, it's, it, it grounds me in today, right? Basically, if, if I paraphrase, know this for certain. Life isn't going to be easy for you or for anybody else. But yep. at the end of the day, you will come home to be with me in peace. At the end of the day, I will make it right for your... It, it's, it, it feels heavy and dark, but if you really, I don't know, as I, as I read it and look at it and No, and I'm, I'm, it, like, I'm getting your vibe. I'll tell you. I feel I, the hope. Yeah, amen to that. Wow. That's a nice way to. That's awesome. To see it, you know, to see the hope that is embedded in there. <clears throat> you know, Fritz, you you brought up a good point too because I don't see anywhere here where the Lord told him to cut those animals in half. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like, why did he do that? <laughs> I love yeah, that. it says he cut them in half and arranged them. Yeah, but you're right. But he didn't, except for the birds. Except for the birds, but I don't see anywhere in here where the Lord. And I don't know do what that. significance that has. Uh, and I thought maybe that would angered the Lord or something like that. I... Well, it only gets more interesting in verse seventeen. When the sun had set, it was dark. A smoking fire pot and flaming torch appeared and passed between the divided animals. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, "I give this land to your offspring, from the brook of Egypt to the great river." the Euphrates River, the land of the Canites, lots of other words I cannot pronounce. <laughs> lots of ites. But he's given him a whole lot of stuff. But that flaming torch and fire pot went between those split animals. Again, that seems like it matters, but I don't know if I'm just trying to read into something that is no, but not I, there. The way you paraphrase that was beautiful. Put that in modern day context. Gergeshite. Jebusite. No, now you're just showing off that you can read these Gergeshites. <laughs> I'm going to watch them Gergeshites. Yeah. That's really great. And and that brings us to the end of, of Genesis 15. So um, that's the entire Bible study that we were planning to talk about today. And then if you are going to continue on the study with us, uh, next week, are we doing GSR next week? I hope so. Okay. 
Next week, we'll plan to go through chapters 16 through 20. All right. Chapters 16 through 20. Actually, and, and next um, show is show 300, and we're going to have Donnie on, right? Uh, Donnie's going to be here, and I think Robert's going to help me maybe set up a big Zoomer. Oh, oh cool. fun. Or something. So anybody that, you know, is part of the show can be part of the show via Zoom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh to get with him this week and get that all set up. I I can't believe 300 episodes. Three. Oh, you know, and I have to tell you, uh, you know Tommy Midlow? Yeah. Anyway, he shot me a, a text today. Well, it was a, a messenger. And I, I typically don't check Facebook, but just happened to be on the phone at the time it came through. Mm-hmm. And he just said, you know, I was praying for you guys. And he said, uh, we know how much you love Mike and Mike's been gone and I'm praying for direction for you guys mm-hmm. and everything. And I just thought, wow, you know, God put put us on somebody's heart like that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to Tommy or or Mo in, in a long time. So that really blessed me. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What do we got going? Robert says, uh, yes, I will as promised. Awesome. We will get it out early. Fabulous. Donnie Seeger in the house. Yes, sir. Good to see you, buddy. Glad you could be with us. Donnie Seeger will be in the house next week. Yeah, literally. <laughs> for session 300. He's going to help. Robert, us you working? In. You want to come by? That'd be great. Uh, Joe will be an out of towner on an airplane. Yeah, so he will uh, not be in-house for the celebration, but that's okay. We won't be having Mikey's famous carrot cake. I know. <laughs> we'll I have know. to uh, We'll have to purchase one. Episode 200, he had baked a, a carrot cake. We have that picture on our... Uh, yeah, I'm going to dig up website. some pictures and then maybe like a best of, like a... 10 seconds, 15 seconds, best of, of different testimonies. It might take me a while, but I'm going to do it. There you go. There you go. Well, I think, uh, you know, as as you're looking for direction, I've obviously been out far more than I've been in lately, but love, love the idea of the Bible study. I'm sure interested to, to hear if our listeners are enjoying this. I'll tell you, they, they love it. And, and we have grown a family on Mixler that, is here every week and a lot of them are doing the study with us and they comment and I don't know, the Lord just arranged that. Yeah. Cause we really didn't have an agenda after Mikey passed and like, what do we do? Uh, and we have a platform to study the word. It's fantastic. Well, I love it. It, it gives me personally a, a different sense of accountability to doing what I always say I'm going to do. Well, you're just going to have to call in and do the study with us. That's right. If you're uh, in airport or whatever. I think that's what motivated all of us to do it, Joe, was that it was an accountability type of thing because we always say, oh, we're so busy and we don't have time to do this. Donnie says he loves the Bible study. We do too, Donnie. We're glad you're a part. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it was just sort of like, well, are we going to make a difference or are we going to keep talking about making a difference? Yeah. You know, like Mm. in our own lives. Hello. And so, so we just decided to do it and everybody just started chiming along and we, 
there was like this this back and forth of exchange of ideas about you know what what the scripture meant to them and what they took out of it and giving new perspectives and it was just awesome i love that yeah i did too because it's like you know we only have our own personal perspective but you'll see it through a different lens he'll see it through a different lens and it's nice to hear what it really really is i love it i love it and what joe said tonight i never i never got that from that that chapter yeah but that was that was spirit led that was brilliant yeah it it's great because it allows you to just digest these four short chapters you know I, we're going to start with five next week only because we want to try to be able to get through um you know a, at least a book by the you know before the uh end of the year but it's just uh actually having some contemplation and some thought behind it mm-hmm. rather than, like I said, you know, quickly chew it up. Well, it's kind of different when on, it kind of, uh, it kind of makes you put faces to the names. You know, you, you read these lineage, lineage scriptures and you just kind of buzz through them, you know, descendants of Ham, descendants of Canaan, and you just kind of get through it and you mull through it and you don't really, I don't know. For me personally, I don't gather any nuggets from that. No. But I did tonight because you learned that the certain individuals played certain roles. And when they come into it, it matters. That lineage matters. Well, you know, everything I feel like with the lineage is always to point us to how Jesus, you know, is a descendant of these people, right? And... um it's it's like, you know, when they went through all the descendants for Noah, it's just so that you understand where Noah came from, you know. And then when they did the same thing again with Abram, I think they did it with Abram. I can't remember now. They did. It's sort of to let you know where he came from. So it's like it just gives you the whole history so you can just put it together. Just goes to show how amazing the Bible is. Yeah. Even just by stating names and lineages, there's, there's, uh, there's power in that. So speaking of power though, it's time to take some prayer requests. Any of you guys got some prayer requests out there? Get them in right now. And we're going to, we're going to pray. Yeah. Sounds good. Joe, you got anything? You know, they, uh, the company that I work for, a, um, uh, gentleman who is very, very uh, senior with the organization and also very young, uh, passed away. Oh, today. wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's Just so a sad. really, really great guy, uh, instrumental in a lot of different ways, but uh, just a genuine person, four children and a wife uh, left behind, only 50 years old. And so certainly oh, uh, just man. have, you know, of course the, the company and the impact that he made, but, but more importantly, just that family that he has left behind. Amen. I'm so sorry to hear that, Joe. We'll definitely remember him. Uh, we're gonna we'll give it a couple more minutes here. Uh, if anybody's got any prayer requests on Mixler, get them in now, and uh, we're gonna go to praying. Uh, at the same time, throw out a, a praise uh, 
reports. My uh, my wife has been teaching for the past year and and she has just found out that she's going to be moving to a school closer to the house. So, hey, uh, you know, really it's been a, a great year for her learning, but a really long commute. So excited. That's to see fantastic. That to I'm home. so happy for Lizzie. I'll tell you, she's worked so hard. Yeah. And uh, that's just little victories, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really awesome. Well, uh, I'm going to, I'll kick us off. And if anything comes in, uh, we can uh, catch it and, and pray. So, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for this uh, Cinco de Mayo, Father, that, uh, that we're here and that we're enjoying the air you created, Father. Let us take no day for granted, Father, that every day's a bonus because of you. We are really nothing without you. And when you come to realize that, Father, it really does change your life. And I just pray for anybody in the sound of my voice that they don't have to really experience a near-death experience such as I did to come to that realization. I'm ashamed that that's what it took, Lord, but that's what it took. And uh, I just, I love you and I praise you and I thank you that uh, Paul says we can boast in our weaknesses. Because when we are weak, you are strong. And that's what matters, Father. And uh, I just want to lift up the family uh, of this person um, that Joe worked with. And Lord, just give them peace. Nobody's ever ready for that. And Lord, the kids, uh, they don't understand. But give them peace. Wrap your arms around them, Father. Let them know that uh, you love them. And that you got them. We thank you, Father. It's in Jesus that I ask these things. Thank you. Amen. 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 All right. Well, man, that was a great study. Yeah. I kind of felt like I've uh, been to church. <laughs> Not church, church. <laughs> so, uh, well, any departing words? Anybody? No, just looking forward to learning more next week. And Amen. Show, looking forward show to show 300. 300. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is I, I challenge, I challenge my kids every night before they go to bed. And I think I'll challenge the airwaves with the same things. God is love and, and God's promise to us is, is love and his greatest commandment is love. And so I, I think it's just important that we, as we sign off, we always stop and recognize that and pray that we as God's disciples show others his love through our actions, through our words, through the choices that we make. We are truly the disciples and the ambassadors of God's love. And, and it's up to us and, and incumbent upon us to, to carry that torch. So as you head out into the, the evening and into your day and into your weekend, just really look for those opportunities to spread the word, show God's love, and be a, a beacon of hope for others. Well, thank you, Joe. I really, really appreciate you being here, brother. Love being here. Oh, man. We love you being here. Well, listen, if you've got a testimony, you'd like to share it. It's godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you just don't really want to be on a mic or, or it, it's not your thing, you can write it out that we've read testimonies before. Godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest in the studio, that'd be Tina at gmail.com. 
And we've also got a little button over on the website. That's GodStoriesRadio.com. If the Lord, uh, you know, so moves you to throw a little change in the jar, every little bit helps. It is tax season, so uh, every little bit helps us. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. And then that wraps it up for uh, Session 299. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. And I'm Joe. God bless you. God bless. See you next time.